I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If I had to give a scorecard, I'd probably go 3-2 champion, though. Very close score. It's open to interpretation, right? Yep. Well, like I said, that Olympic gold medal doesn't count for shit in the octagon. He stopped a lot of my takedowns, but persistence is going to keep on shining, and that's what we did. But hey, with a dream and hard work, you can go all the way to the top. Temba, the answer goes Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Please tell me that's on video. I've never been happier. I'm made for a fucking podcast. It's dangerous. Listen to me, we're out of here. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Um, I have, if my audio is a little off today, I apologize. I'm in, I'll just do this whenever I think my audio is off. I want to start ringing that a little bit. I'm in Los Angeles on a uh, computer. I can't believe how good the background looks. It's really improved a lot. Um, anyway, we have a good uh, good show. It looks like, uh, did I just close the... Uh, what? I know I was wondering if I closed the prep sheet. I need two monitors, Matt. Um, I, I need, we have uh, uh, Tama Garimbo, who had a beautiful first round uh, KO of Pete Rodriguez. And of course, uh, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Fighting Calvin Cater, which is not an easy fight. That's I really respect Aljo for taking a fucking an animal like Calvin Cater. It's just good for him. Listen, man, you're going in the pool. You got to jump in that deep end. Uh, yeah. You dip your little toes and see, is it cold? No. No, cannonball, motherfucker. Sorry, Jimmy, that, that was weird. Listen to me. My point, Jimmy. Well, I understand. I, I listen to me. I had a great weekend. And just like Themba. Themba's coming. You pronounce it Themba, right? Themba Grimbo, yeah. Yeah, Themba, man. What, Jude? That guy. Beautiful. That's, that's, I mean, listen, sometimes you want to show your, your array of skills. Other yeah. times you want to just end the night in 36 seconds. So I can't wait to talk to him, man. He's He's, he's got to be on, on top of the world. But um, also, by the way, Molly McCann, props to her. Yeah. Because she was on here and she just, she just, it reminds me of that song 
when somebody's got something about them, a glow, oh, a glow, um, a glow. I'll, right. I'll stop the world and melt with you. Mm, not a bad song, man. I maybe want to uh, sing it, but um, no. Take on that, me by Aha. Close that that black and white video might amp you up, but my point like is when you got that glow. Anyway, listen, <laughs> that's from the Last Dragon, but Molly McCann. She was in the zone when she was on here. When she and, and I'll tell you, they say jujitsu is the gentle art. There's a reason why you want to get mounted on somebody. She got mounted, and she started laying down nasty strikes. Pat Smith elbows from Mount. That's an old school reference. Nobody will get. <laughs> that was from UFC number two. But anyway, um, poor Scott Morris. We never seen him again. He was a ninja. He disappeared <laughs> into that shit. I'll tell you that right now. Anyway, um, he was. He had a fucking uh, smoke bomb on, on him. Then anyway, boo. Listen. Anyway, she was so impressive, and the way that she took that arm lock with eight seconds left. And it was one of those, she didn't get a chance to tap. It was just, ah! her hips going up and taking that arm off. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. Thumbs up to the arm bar. I'm also, I think whatever our guest is the way you want, just do this. Jimmy, you sound like a spoiled rich. rich do you like that? No, you're like trying to get like your servants. I'm gonna, I can't stop ringing it. I love the bell. Let's bring in Aljamain. Aljo, yeah. the, the great former champion of the world, many times over. Does he hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. Well, I, I, gave, I gave you so many compliments in the opening thing, and you did not hear us. No. <laughs> no. Aljo, no. I, I just, I really, I'm, I'm just, ah, I'm praying to hear your song. Today, you know, these girls just want to have fun. I want to hear that so bad that I know we have other things to talk about, like like you fighting Calvin Cater, which is Jimmy's going, man, he's going right at the in the deep end. I go, Jimmy, right in the deep end. Yeah, I really want to hear your rap song. I really do. We don't have to do that. We could we could get it towards the end, but please, I need to. <laughs> I miss you, buddy. I miss you, man. I gotta. I would have to cue that up. Please do. And what else is up, dude? Besides yeah, your how, fucking how you hair, feeling, are you gonna how you cut feeling? that? What's that? I was asking Aljo how he's feeling. I mean, I'm feeling good. I just had a really good day today. Um, I'm trying. I'm actually looking for the song right now. <laughs> and I, I like, dude. I like on your Instagram. You're doing pull ups with weights attached to your body. Like, fucking. Doesn't it feel cool that you get the fucking? Because you're not. I mean, you you strangle fucking heavyweights, like you know what I mean. You when you with the grappling realm, I mean, you, every anywhere you could hang with them. But is it? Is it? In other words, doesn't it feel better? You don't have to fucking just 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 become Gollum from fucking Lord of the Rings. You could beef <laughs> up, stay stay get strong, Bro. just strangle people and develop that strength. It it, it kills me, man. It, it it was such a big part of. The, the fight camp, um, you would essentially got to look at it like it's a 10 to 12 week process to get the weight down. Um, so I would have to start my descent down and start changing my body every single time. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see what I could do at a higher weight class. When I feel more like myself, 
I mean, I feel like the stuff I do in the room, I can't do it in the cage because I'm just too depleted. And um, I, I think this is going to be fun because one is going back to three rounds. Two, I'm going to be a lot stronger. And I'm, I think I'm going to be more of myself at 45. And uh, I'm excited to see what I could do and show the world and see if I can give myself some fresh life at this weight class and show if I could still become a world champion in another weight class. It's interesting, too, because, like, whenever somebody goes up in weight, like, for a lot of guys, it's cutting is such a nightmare. Uh, like, when you, look, when you look at John Jones, he had to, like, and it's much different going to heavyweight, but, I mean, he had to spend a long time packing on muscle. Do you feel like you need to do that, or is it just a matter of, I have a much easier cut this time? Nah, I don't need to. That, that, uh, John Jones is John Jones, but from being 100% honest, I still feel that was a little bit, longer than needed that's just my personal opinion i'm not a physicist in any type of way and assessing bodies and body mass but he could put the weight on it's just whether or not he felt mentally comfortable that he could compete um or if he just needed more time to feel like he could compete i don't know um i feel like three years is a long time to kind of take away from your prime years of your career Um, but with that said I know I'm not John Jones. I know I don't have three years to to wait and try to fill out as much as I can. And then I have the same problem all over again. Nah, um, I think the problem is that I was just overcutting for way too long. And especially when I started to see the scales in the offseason hit 170, 175. I think that was a sign in the writing on the wall that my days at 35 are numbered. And um, I even said it before the, the O'Malley fight, like this was going to more than likely be my last fight, unless I was going to get the rematch um, afterwards in hindsight, you know, um, that would have been the only reason I would have attempted to cut back down. I have no desire to do that to my body ever again. So um, it is what it is. And um, I don't think I need to get bigger. I'm, I'm relatively the same size weight wise as any of these other featherweights. I see some of these other guys, um, even Tapori, I just saw him earlier last week, and he saw me. He was like, he says, grande. <laughs> He's calling me big. I'm like, eh, well, you're cutting down right now, so I'm pretty sure we're relatively similar. But standing next to him, I was definitely the bigger guy. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I think this could be a good thing. Well, we'll see. At the, at the end of the day, you still got to fight. You still got to put hands on people, and I still got to get to what I'm good at, and hopefully it's enough to – continue to do what I've been doing at 35 and do it at 45 as well. Jimmy, yes, nobody, nobody I could think of, nobody comes to mind uh, who handled like, I, I don't want to say I'm, not that he took it lightly, but the way you handled yourself, Aljo, after the loss to O'Malley was just something to be admired, bro. I mean, you just, you didn't let it slow you down a fucking second. You're taking grappling matches all over the world. That way you stay, you know, you, you, you're staying like semi-active. You're strangling people. You're, you're doing your thing. You're staying busy. And you're also, you're fucking seeing the world. You're traveling. You're making some money. You're keeping your name out there. You, it's, it's, I'm telling you, man, it was really fucking awesome the way you handled it. Because you don't know how somebody's going to handle that until they go through it, you know. So, bravo, bro. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was it was fun just having that downtime and um and I I made sure I asked Hunter when I was in his office like if I do this fight for you guys because it's a crazy it was a crazy turnaround. I, I think anyone who's a fight fan that follows the sport they understand what that turnaround is, especially for a guy who cuts as much weight as I do. Um, 
I mean, I go through cycles where after a fight, then within three, four days, I'm 180 something pounds. That's that's not normal. So uh, for my body to get back to a, a homeostasis and settle around 170 so I could start my weight cut again, it's it was just crazy. But I asked him, I was like, you give me my your word that I could go on vacation and actually hang out and enjoy my time and the fruits of my labor. And he said yes. And um, afterwards, as soon as the fight was over, man, we were planning our vacation and it, it, it was what it was. It's like, I can't go back in time and, and correct the mistake. I, I made the mistake. I made the choice, whether it was rushed or not. Um, the better the better guy that night ended up winning. So um, it's just one of those things. Like, I've been here before. Um, and I think it's more so what you do with it versus than anything else. Like, you can let it beat you down and control and dictate the rest of your life or you can use that to funnel you and fuel you into your next adventure. And uh, that's what I did. Got to travel the world, make some good money, uh, compete, and probably sports that are a lot easier on the body. I'm not getting punched in the head or anything like that or risking that. Um, so in that regards, I think I've been able to enjoy my downtime. And just doing that alone was making me miss competing in MMA. And I think that's what's the most exciting part. Like, I'm excited to be back. And I really can't wait to go out there and show the world what I could do at 145 and against a super badass dude in Calvin Cater. That's you know it's funny you said that too because like how how you're gonna get good fights because you're 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 Aljamain so you know you're gonna get like really solid fighters. How exciting is it to go into like a new division with you know fucking murderers like Volkanovski, Holloway, Rodriguez? Like there's so many good fighters that you've never faced. It's like whereas before in the bantamweight division you had faced and beaten. Uh, with the exception of your of your friend, obviously, you had beaten everyone you needed to beat. How exciting is it to have all of these new names and like there's gonna be no shitty fights? Everyone they offer you is gonna be a really interesting fight. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy to look at it like that. Um, just going from man, there was a point where I beat three top five guys and they were trying not to give me the title shot. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after I, I finished Sanhagen in like a minute and a half, and thankfully it worked out where I, I got the title shot. Yeah, it was a shitty title showing but i redeemed myself and i got to beat a couple more good guys legendary guys in the sport and um now to start almost from scratch that's essentially what it is like i have no history in this division outside of when i was an amateur and i think i did one pro one pro fight at 145 and that was years ago that was like 2011 so here we are now. Uh, there's a lot of big names. There's a lot of fun names. And I think myself coming up to the division just makes things a little bit more fun and more competitive. And uh, I think it adds more value to the division. And if I can win this one, I think it makes it that much more exciting. You know, so it's up to me to go out there and do my job. And none of these guys are, are going to be pushovers. I mean, you got Evloev who... I mean, yeah, he might not have any finishes, but he's a tough out for anybody. He's a hard puzzle to finish um, and to figure out how to stop him, how to beat him, even if it's by decision. Arnold Allen, uh, Sadiq Youssef, Edson Barbosa, who's having somewhat of a career resurgence, um, one of the most devastating kickers in the entire UFC. So there's there's a lot of good, good guys. Max, the best. The best is blessed, you know. So there's a lot of good names, guys. I've been watching and never thought I would be competing against them. And now I'm like, I gotta shift my mindset and recognize, like, hey man, I'm gonna be competing against the T Cities, the yeah. the Yair Rodriguez's, the Josh Emmett's, and it's up to me to really make sure I'm mentally fit for this. Um, because ten pounds is a big difference going up or down. They're gonna be more than likely harder hitters, 
I'm probably going to be the faster guy. And uh, I don't think there's any of the guys who wrestle the way that I do. Um, even Levelwev, like he wrestles, but his wrestling is a little bit different than what I'm doing. And uh, it's more like just to control. I'm kind of looking to to get submissions and stuff like that. So there's a there's a good dynamic there. And um, I look forward to just seeing what I could do and how far I could take this thing at 34 years old. And I could be a little bit more active as well because the weight cut won't be as taxing. Still going to be hard, but it won't be as taxing coming from 70 to 45 versus 70 to 135. That's just, I just, the thought of that just hurts. Hurts my bones. Shit, yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> how's the, uh, it looks good, the studio. How's the, the podcast going? Going well. It's, um, you know, I do what I can. It, it's a full-time job. So I got to uh, make sure I'm like, because I used to do the editing myself. I used to do all the clip outs myself. I used to do my own vlogs, self-recording and editing on fight week. That's when I wasn't cutting as much weight. Now I cut so much. I'm like, I have to outsource that. So Jake's been helping me out a ton with that. And um, he's been pretty good. And with that, it's just having fun with it. I like talking about the fights, you know, same thing you guys like doing, like talking about the fights, breaking them down, recapping them and um, just sharing with the world. Like, I guess the stuff that I've learned over the years and my insight of what I'm watching to kind of help educate the fans a little bit more and, and give them a little bit more insight. Isn't it hard to pick fights too? There's so much, so many ways for guys to beat each other. Uh, like, you know, O'Malley uh, caught you, but if you had gotten on his back, that would have ended much different. Like it's very hard to watch a fight and say, I think this is what's going to happen. Um, I am wrong far more than I'm, I'm right. And there's so many guys that are good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, do you find that, do you pick fights and are you any good at it? I pick fights. Um, I, I don't like saying them out loud because I see a lot of these guys at the PI. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and it gets a little bit awkward, man. Cause right. I, I forget, like when I came to the UFC and I made my debut, I saw the DCs, the Ronda Rousey's, Sarah McMahon. I saw them and I was like the starstruck athlete and I'm like, contain yourself, maintain your composure. You're one of them now. Like, yeah. be professional. And now these guys, they see me, and I forget that now they're me a couple of years ago when I first came to the sport. I'm almost in the sport 10 years with the UFC oh, in, a couple, in like two weeks, 10 years, a decade. So wow. I, I kind of grew up and got earned all my stripes throughout the UFC. And um, when I see these guys, I try to be as respectful as I can when I'm picking fights and breaking them down and – some of these guys actually get mad, like, oh, I heard you picked him. I'm just like, yo, bro, give me a break. All I'm trying to do is assess the fight, and I try to make it, like, as fair as I can. He can win this way if he can do this, and he can win this way if he can get to this. And this is what I think is going to happen, but if he could do this, I try to make it as, yeah, like, I'm on the fence. I'm like Mr. Feeney. You know, I try to, I try to be on the fence about it as best I as I can. At the same time, Aljo, I still get it on their part of it as a fighter. Yeah. In other words, because there, when I was, I used to fight, there was a couple of guys I remember from a website, or whatever, and I know they picked against me, and and I'm just like, all right, you're basically saying this guy's gonna kick my ass. Go, just go fuck yourself. I'd be like, yes. that. I can't really be, you know. <laughs> I mean, I got three kids now, so fuck it. So I'm gonna do. <laughs> I got to do what I got to do, but I still get it. And especially when you're fighting because you're cutting weight and you're and this guy thinks he's gonna kick my ass and I don't know I understand both sides but yeah it's tough. It. there's a way to do it respectfully there's a way to pick someone and go look I just think he's gonna be able to impose his game plan yeah. there's a way, it's not like saying like well he sucks he's gonna get his ass beaten like, I think there's a way to pick a fight where 
it's at least showing that you still respect the other guy. You just think that if yeah. you're a matchup. But I guess but yeah, that's that's what we hear though. That we hear you're gonna yeah. kick our this guy's gonna kick my ass. That's what I hear. Yeah. Even if you're saying it as nice as you can, I'm just like to me, it's just an automatic translate and it computes and it just spits it back out. Like I gotta kick this ass to shut these motherfuckers <laughs> up. That's just that's just the way we're wired. If you're not wired like that, then I, I don't know. You might be in the wrong sport. Hey right. guys, guys, did you see the new the new trailer for Roadhouse with without with uh with, with Conor McGregor and uh Jake? Yeah. What Jimmy? I I, I know the Roadhouse would seem like that would be my thing, but it's not it, no. It, listen, first of all, Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze is, you know. Now I'll, I'll rip yeah. someone's throat out right now. Listen, it's, it's very exciting. But this yeah. one has Conor McGregor in it. And he and everybody's talking about his acting. Did you guys see the trailer? It's really good. I have not seen it. Well, in the trailer, it looks like he plays a crazed, like coked up ex fighter. <laughs> I mean, is that really acting? I don't know. It's like if I'm playing a short ball guy, it's a little silly. <laughs> yeah. I can't fucking act. Sorry, but he does look no, but he does look. It looks it looks like it's well done. He doesn't look like he's flubbing his line. He looks good. I'm fucking around. Yeah. He looks <laughs> but he does look like he's playing himself because he's like, ah, I'm gonna get I, you out of your line. Me. I don't know what he says. Is he but, yeah, I I didn't see the full trailer yet. I just saw some of the clips because I was there at the event when they were filming um Jake. I can't say his last name. Joe Hall. Yeah, I don't know. Jay Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, when they were doing the walkout, him, Jay Hyron, and everybody. So that was pretty cool to see that in live time. I, but uh, I, hey, yeah, listen, I haven't seen the other the full official trailer. Jay Hyron, it was a very good fighter in the UFC. You know what I mean? Like he lost the GSP, but he fucking he he beat a lot of he beat guys. He was tough, tough guy. Yeah, uh, I think he had a very good fight with Ben Askren. Yeah, him. it might have yeah. been a simple decision. I'm not sure. Because he was a very good wrestler. He was a Long Island kid. So he was a little bit younger than me. So I like that I see him in all these movies and stuff. Because like like me and Aljo, we, we like seeing people make it, don't we, Aljo? Isn't it nice? Yeah, he was an equalizer also. That's, equalizer too. Yeah, he was in a bunch of things. Once I, I seen him in like Daredevil or something. I seen him in a bunch of, I'm like, oh, there's Jay. And I like that, man. I like guys that got through to the other side. They use the UFC yeah. and MMA as, as a platform to get to something else like are you ever thinking about doing any more acting i know you fucked around with it i i want to i it's so weird man i hired this guy and he sent me literally one script worst I'm like i was ever. better off being by myself what is this <laughs> agent? Did I hire you for? all right and what was the script good what was it was it I mean, it was just a read to audition. So I did like a self-taping and then they asked for like one other thing. And then I guess after that, they were just like, yeah, we're going in another direction. <laughs> but You know how many times I've heard that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. Well, I mean, listen, it's something that does like you. It, you, it does interest you, though. No. Yeah. I've done some stuff, done a pilot. I've done a movie with uh, Rory, Rory Carp. Yeah. Um, oh, that's the stuff with director him. of that show called Dana White looking for a fight. For a fight. Yes. That's, that's the director, Rory. Uh yeah, man. Dean Thomas was in that, I heard. Yep. And with the one eyeball. What are your nerves yeah. like when you do it? Like because you you obviously you have an ability to do something when you're afraid of it or, or something that's truly dangerous. What are your nerves like when you're acting? Are you able to use the same thing or is it a totally different thing for you? Uh it's definitely 
definitely a bit nerve wracking because it's out of your comfort zone and you're kind of like, well, I don't want to fuck this up because I'm I'm the new guy and you're like, oh, this is a fighter guy coming here who thinks he can act while wow, these guys put in serious time. And we just show up on a set like because we're friends with X, Y, and Z. So it's like, yo, come on, man, at least try. So I, at least I, I want to make sure I'm at least giving it the respect and the effort that it deserves and uh, like running lines with them and trying to get like notes and some feedback so that I can give it the feel and the vibe that they are looking for. So it's not just, Hey man, this was a good movie until this guy showed up. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just make sure I try to carry my weight. And what are you, uh, you know, facing Cater, who's very good with his hands. I mean, I, I mean, you know, he's just a really, really solid fighter. He's coming off three out of four losses, which I think makes him really dangerous. Um, you know, what do you, what are you expecting out of him and, how do you think he's going to prepare for you? He lost his last, he lost three out of four. Am I crazy? Hold on. Let me see. Unless I, unless he, he I lost am. to Arnold Allen because of the injury. Um, he fought Giga Chikaze. I know he beat him. Yeah. yeah he lost to Josh Emmett, beat Giga and lost to Holloway. Okay. Oof. That is he a tough, that's a killer's row though, man. Oh, yeah. Man. All, all great fighters. I just, I mean, like, you know, when you're facing a guy like that, there's, there's a back against the wall feeling that I'm, I'm just comes like when you're probably worried about what the future holds. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I, you know, I didn't even really look at it from that standpoint. I just knew he had some really tough fights, but I can see that he's probably in his head thinking like this smaller guy is coming up, even though I'm not that small of a guy. Um, we've trained together before when I was an amateur, he might've been a pro at the time that was in like 2010. And to look where we're both at in our careers is kind of crazy to see how far we've come, two East Coast guys. And, um, I mean, he's a heavy hitter, good boxing, very fundamentally sound. Um, I, he has his dangers. You know, he's a heavy hitter. Uh, we know he's got some big elbows that he likes to throw in there if you get too close, and he'll just let them go. Um, but with that said, it, I'm one of the harder guys to hit, especially when I'm fighting patient and i'm not rushing and running into stuff you know the two fights i've done that on done that in it's it did not end well um so to speak so um i i think this is going to be a very interesting fight to see who makes the first mistake and um, i'm definitely going to pressure him but i'm not going to be reckless with my attack and i want to make sure that i get to what i'm looking for and i think he knows there's no secret i'm looking to take your ass down calvin it's not a freaking secret you know right. what i mean so it's just whether or not he can stay upright and do enough damage to keep me from shooting again. And uh, it's up to me to see how much damage I could put on him while also looking for my takedowns. And then when I do get him down, can I finish the fight? When you're fighting, like, and you, you know, a guy is like, you kind of, you know what he's going to try to do. You know what he's expecting of you. Of all the guys you fought, who is the one that for you was the hardest to figure out what he was going to do? Um, again, there has to be someone who you're like, I just had no idea. It would probably be Henry Cejudo because that three-year layoff that he had coming back, you didn't know how much better he, he would be, how much he improved. And then you kind of look at the old tape, which was from three years ago, and you try to say, okay, he might be looking at some of these same things that he had success with. He might be the same fighter or he might be completely different. And uh, I think he came in with some good stuff. And at the same time, I think he was able to make some really good adjustments in the middle of the fight. And that's one of the things I gave him credit for. I, I just think he's he's one of the more craftier guys because he's smart and he understands what he's looking at, where in real time, 
you could be doing something and he could be making a shift and a change um, right in front of you and adjusting to his style and his game plan um, based on what you're doing. So that was one of the more challenging fights that I've had. And thankfully I won it. I, I thought I won it a little bit more comfortably than a split, but um, with that said, I, I thought it was a really technical fight, a really high level fight. And I think it showed a lot of genius in both of us and how much time and, and detail we put into the sport when we were preparing. Hey, Aljo, when Marab's coming up with these bits on his Instagram, is that a hundred percent him or is that Jake or is that a hundred percent him? Cause it's fun. That, that's, that's him. He's, he's, I'll tell you, he loves, he always loved the me, the social media, the camera. He's always got a camera. And normally you would think, and Aljo, you might agree with this. If you have a buddy in the crew that does that, you might think it's annoying, but for some reason it was never annoying with Marab. Never. He, but he's always he's always loving the camera. So back in the day when you and him did that thing with the cookies and your I love that bit. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, and then 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 I think we're bad. Then your uh, your wife took them and ran with them and my cookies. I love it. I love that bit. I want you to. I love that. But yeah, <laughs> I, I, that was you. So now Marab, he's coming up with this thing. Jimmy, did you see Marab do his his logic of how that's going to work out with the the the, the title picture. I did not. Uh, it's hilarious. On his Instagram producer. Why don't you play that for us really quick? I like to put Jake on, on the RJ, uh, the mighty ginger. Yeah, right now, Jake's on Pornhub and he's thinking like, right, right now, he's probably like, <laughs> come on, man. Wipe yourself down. Yeah. This thing on. Left handed. Yeah. Did you watch the fights the other day, Aljo? Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, hey, man. Hinato Moicano versus Drew Dober. I thought. I thought Drew was going to get him. And not for nothing, he did land some good shots. But, man, the way he I, – I enjoyed his takedowns. And I love the way he blended in the takedowns and his jujitsu uh, dominance, his control of yeah. – and I was talking about that today in class when I was teaching earlier uh, when guys are passing the guard. Man, when guys go to get up, a failed get up is almost as, as tiring as a failed takedown. It's fucking exhausting. You go to get up and a guy runs you down, that's fucking tiring. All right, yeah. now watch. No, it's not on Aljo's, you silly fucking goose. On Marab's. Yeah. See, I, I was right. That was he was watching. He's watching Pornhub. Kind of half listening. Yeah. <laughs> he's got it. He, he but, can't um, type with his right hand. He's got oil on it. But yeah, when guy goes to get up, I love the way when Drew would go to get up and he was almost up. He would not have it. Hanato would just run him down, put himself right. Whether he ended up in half guard, full guard, whatever, usually half guard. He would just run him down and then get back into control and passing. Drew Dober, uh, props to his jiu-jitsu coach, he was being very good defensively. He was making sure he was taking away in half guard the shoulder pressure of um, of Hanato. Of Hanato, yeah. He wasn't doing enough to really bridge and get that elbow to get it on the hook and get to the hip to get out. Go to, yeah. where is the fucking thing on the... Uh, was it a story or a post or a reel? It was a reel. It was okay. a reel. Oh, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. Wait, he sees it. It's the one with the heads right there. The the second row. Go down. Yes. Yep. Right there. Watch this, guys. Jimmy, you're going to like this. 
I'm back with breaking news, everybody. So we know the champ Sean O'Malley call out number six guy Cheeto to avenge his loss. Of course, Cheeto Vera will beat skinny guy again and he will become UFC new champ. Already, Cheeto Vera called out number four Corey Sahengan to avenge his loss. Of course, Corey will beat Cheeto again and he will become UFC new champ. And Corey will call out number five Peter to get his loss back. Peter will win against Corey again. And Peter will call number two this handsome guy. And of course, this handsome guy will beat Peter again. And then here comes the news. I will avenge my loss and call out number 885 Frankie Science out of the retirement. What the fuck is going on, guys? And hey, Henry Cejudo, what are you talking about me? Don't think I forget about you. I'm about to retire Aljamain Sterling's butt plug. His name is not Marat, Marat. Brain damage. We have a result from hospital. Henry Cejudo has a longer tongue than himself. But no worries. Dr. Merab will fix this problem on February 17th. See you there, Henry. I'm coming for you. <laughs> All right. There's some sound. Great editing. Great production. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was great. There was some sound effects there, like, ah, yeah, 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 when he was doing those punches. I, some of it didn't come through in the audio. Yeah. But uh, just to think that up was really, I'll tell you, it's witty. These yeah. guys, they should do a sitcom eventually or something or a reality show. I don't know. They're good together, Aljo and Marab. They're funny, but what else? What else we got, Jimmy? For for the yeah, what do you think? Uh, what is what is? I mean, Marab's path. I mean, it was funny, but he's not crazy to think that's what these guys are going to want to do. What do you think he's going to have to do? Because uh, he does deserve the shot. What do you think Marab has to do? What do you do? What do you think his path is, Aljo? I mean, honestly, I don't think it's any clearer than just beating Henry. But I think if he could beat Henry and get a finish. I think that even makes it that much more of a lock for him to get the shot. You just don't know what's going to happen. And then you got Sanhagen. I don't know who he's fighting. And then you have Umar, who allegedly has a fight now. Nobody knows who that guy is. And then you have Piotr Jan versus Song Yudong. So the highest ranked fight is Marab and Henry Ciudo in his history um, with him and Cheeto. Well, him and, well, him and Henry, I guess. Um and maybe him and O'Malley, too, with the whole jacket thing. So if Sean wins, it should be a no-brainer. If Cheeto wins, Cheeto's going to call out Sanhagen, which is just super weird because he 45 and zeroed him. Uh, yeah, it was a split decision, but come on, that was not no split decision. That was not a split. Um, so we'll, I don't know. It's a good fight. I just hope Marab gets the job done. I think he will, and I think he's going to shine. And I think, um, I think I softened up Henry enough for him where now he can go out there and put on the finishing touches. Shit, yeah, yeah man. I, I, Henry almost sounds like he's got a foot out the door. And when you sound like yeah. that, you know, let's give him a reason to leave. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sorry. Kick, yeah, I want to team around. What am I going to do? Let's give him a hard exit. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fuck, master. Listen, man, what do you want to plug, bro? Yeah. Podcast. Um, Anything to plug? Just my, one of my drink companies, Nerd Focus. You guys could buy some of that on Amazon.com or NerdFocus.com. Um, we do have it here in Las Vegas in some of the stores. And Funk Harbor Rum coming soon. And I'm going to have a new walkout song for UFC 300 
We're working on it right now, and it should be fire. All right. It play right. us out like like 20 seconds, maybe, of these girls just want to have fun. Go ahead, put it on the thing. Don't you have it right there? Don't you I, have your list? Well, I said it to Nabil Nabel, oh. out of an Nabil. Oh, oh, guys. May, all right, you know what we'll do? Maybe we'll play it leading out. Oh, we have it now? I <laughs> mira, mira, hey. mira, I've been all around the world, and I can tell you for certain, this place right here is so crazy. Just, just try not to go dumb, okay? Dimelo, Dimelo, talk to me, mommy. Talk to me next, somebody pour me a shot. Now everybody out here lit. Take with yourself, take, take with yourself. Uh -huh. Trying to fit in like a square in a round peg. Hard cold like a winner out of Winnipeg. Yeah. It's going down like a Long Beach sunset. Yeah. It's going down, these are nights that you won't forget. Yeah. Now I put this shit together, I'm the architect. Yeah. Grew accustomed to the life like a true vet. Get behind it, introduce it to the backpack. Then she get the wood wet, looking like a pool deck. See, with me there's no issue. Then I keep mommy, she ready to go. Take off no Migos, hands on her culo as soon as we walk through that door. Turn up the BS, stupid Turn up the vibe, go dumb. La musica esta loco. These girls just wanna have fun. Turn up the BS, stupid Turn up the vibe, go dumb. La musica esta loco. Alright, fuck yeah, alright, listen. Awesome. Hey, I fucking, I enjoy it. I need that. I need that in my life. Aljo, really good, man. Balance. Thank you. All right, and violence being one of them, I can't wait to see you versus Calvin Cater, dude. Yeah, great fight. Thank you, know? you guys. All right, man, we'll catch. I'm gonna catch up soon, brother. Talk to you soon, buddy. Peace. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis, but Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I didn't know he was, uh, I didn't know he had a new song. It's really good. Well, listen, these girls just want to have fun. Sorry, that's a verse. Jimmy, let me tell yes. you really quick about my weekend before our next guest. Is okay. he in the room or no? I, I don't think he's in the room yet. That's why I'm fucking not yet. Yeah. You want me to talk? That way we can end on time? I would like that. I'm sorry, Jimmy. I didn't mean that to come out wrong. Jimmy. Yes, sir. I'm sorry for raising my voice. That's okay. I'm, I I didn't even notice it, actually. Okay, I'm fucking around. Listen, so anyway, yes, over the weekend, I had uh, young Tommy, young 23-year-old kid that trains with me. He's uh, Tommy DeGenero, wrestling kid. He had his third fight. He won by rear naked choke. Nice. Cleanest rear naked chokes you've ever seen. Uh, he had a big, tall, lanky 
crafty dude that was looking to pepper him from the outside, but he closed the distance, smashed him up against the cage, got him down and uh, controlled him. The guy was wiry, but ended up getting his back and strangling him in the first round. So you can't do better than that. And my wife, Aunt Sarah, at 40 years old, in front of her children, her family, Sarah BJJ and all of her friends here in, in Long Island at the Westbury Space Theater at Lou Neglia's show, Combat at the Space. She had a, she had to listen. It's not normal, really. It's not it's not it's it's not a normal thing where you don't. I told you you don't look on Facebook and you don't see people you used to know at forty years old, guys or girls, uh, you know, fighting at forty years old. It's not really common, you know. So for my wife, who never did a school sport, here you go. What here's this is how the fight. Hold on, don't press it. This is how the fight started, and the girl is from she's from Virginia. They flew her in, and she was a purple belt. She was supposed to fight another girl from a, a local MMA school in Long Island, uh, but uh, that girl something happened with her. She got hurt, hurt her rib. So, like within a couple of weeks, we got this girl, and this girl was, um, she's a, actually I think a professor at uh, I think Virginia right. Tech or something like that, and she's um, a purple belt in jujitsu. My wife's a blue belt in jujitsu. Uh, neither of them had an MMA match before, so it's their first, and. You know, my wife had three kickboxing matches. So and I your think my wife is on the right in this, right? In the yeah, black. My line. wife has got her back up into the cage now. Yeah. This is that girl tried to my thoughts are this girl, being that she's a purple belt, thought she would rush her, get her down, and have her away with her. My wife's very well rounded and she was very well prepared for this. So yeah. it's very look how the fight started. The girl rushed her, watch this. That leg work. That's the first. Opening. Really nice. Yeah, she's got great fast hands. Oh, dude. The the opening first. Look at right. Look, watch press it again really quick. The beginning. Watch. Listen. Look at that. Right down the pipe. Three right down the pipe. Look at that. Kick. Oh, dude. No. And as it went on, that's good enough. Thank you. As it went on. Now the girl was tough, but that's the way it opened. And she has footwork. Her footwork. I mean, Jimmy, I'm going to send you the whole fight. It yeah. was, it was, it was, it was awesome. It, I'm just saying it was awesome. So it, it, and the, it, Rolando was like, dude, I don't, I don't believe I was watching what I was watching. Right. I'll give a lot of credit to her, her, um, her coach, Carol Colombo, who's literally was her only striking coach. You know what I mean? And, you know, she's a pupil of Longo. She's the striking coach at Sarah BJJ. And, you know, there's always these unsung heroes where, especially if you see me in the corner and yes, I work with her a ton, but, you know, the foot, I'm not teaching her that footwork. I don't have that footwork. You know what I mean? She, I'm, I'm, I'm fuck. you know, so she's, she puts the time in her coach is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, I just thought it was, I'm telling you, Jimmy, she got the show over the course of three rounds that by the third round, it was a, you know, she did the smash pass. I taught that this morning. She got on top of the girl. The girl's a purple belt. She smashed, she got past her guard. You know, the girl swept her, but she did not. Just like Hinato Moicano, my wife did not let her get on top. So if you get swept and then you allow it and you stay on bottom, in class, that's not a big deal. All right, I work my guard. Right. But if you get used to that in a fight, now that guy's on top and that could end the fight with the punches. Yeah. You know? So you should, at worst case scenario, like in a tournament, if you go to get swept and you both get up, all right, no points, but the guy has an advantage. Advantage is great, but who gives a fuck in the, in, the, in the big scheme of things? But you don't want somebody getting on top. So at one point, my wife almost got swept. She got swept. And then the girl went to get on top. My wife, boom, got up technically, 
beat her to the feet and then got up and just reset, went back to a jab and whatnot. So she really smiling throughout nerves of steel. And I couldn't be more proud. It was such a display. She did. She showed an array of skills from snap downs to looking to take the back hammer fists, the striking, the footwork and uh, you know, jujitsu passing the guard. I mean, dude, She's only doing one. She's done with it. She's only, she, yeah, wants, she just wanted to feel it. She wanted to have I mean, this is a bucket list thing. And I'll tell you what, a, what an example for my girls. And it's such a, listen, you know me, Jimmy, I'm very level-headed and kind of relaxed in the corner sure. with everybody, no matter what's at stake. But with this, because I knew she was only doing one and it really, it's not that she can't do more, but her, the, the, the t- she trained like a pro for this. So the body, yeah. it takes a beating, you know, yeah. and you know, in this game, I've had the best days and the worst days in there. So when it's great, it's great. When it's bad, you could be on the other end of a Molly McCann arm lock. And next thing you know, your arms in half and you're screaming and you're at the, so, you know, people are getting poked in the eyes. It's a rough game. So for my wife to go in there and dude, she's unscathed and she was in there throwing uh, that girl, Valerie, that she fought props to her, but listen, no, it's funny, Jimmy, we were at the weigh-ins right at Longo's. It was at Laura MMA, the, the weigh-ins. So I was talking to the girl that, that she was a nice girl that, that's fighting my wife, that fought my wife, this girl, Valerie. And she had like an English accent or some kind of accent. Hmm. But, uh, so I go, oh, like, did you always want to try an MMA fight? She goes, I was always, you know, like intrigued by it, interested. You know, she had like an accent. I, like I said, she goes, but when I saw this opportunity and this opponent, I, I couldn't pass it by. So in other words, <laughs> My, you know, my wife never had a fight before. This right. opponent, she wanted and her coach wanted. They want listen, and this is what I tell my wife. Look, you know, they wanted to beat up Matt Sarah's wife. That's what they yeah. that's what they want. Let's be honest. Why would you want this opponent? She never had a fight sure. before. They wanted to beat up Matt Sarah's wife. I put in uh and Sarah MMA and uh it's on um YouTube, and it was like an old kickboxing match, and then there was a clip of her latest one, Jimmy. And it ends, Jimmy. It's so cool. Hey, hey, producer, right now for us, if you, could you do that on YouTube or no? Show us that or no? You see, oh, yeah. we, oh, that sucks, Jimmy. I'm going to hear now. <laughs> yeah, I right, listen. Forget that. We'll, we'll get to that another time. I just want to give her props. Yeah, it's it uh, awesome. She's got great hands, and I and I love the I love I love a good uh, a good kick uh, that is not. Uh, What's the word? Not forecast. I you didn't see the kick coming. It was really she, was, she looked great. It wasn't in the forecast. Kicks coming. No, the word, it wasn't. She didn't telegraph it. She didn't telegraph it. You know who else didn't telegraph anything? Temba Grimbo. Oh, Temba! Let's bring him in. Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis. Felt like I was trapped between a rock and a hard place. Then I started Cosentix. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe black psoriasis, 300 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. How you doing, Tamba? I'm amazing. How are you doing? How are you, Matt Sarah? How are you, brother? So so nice to see you, man. And congratulations. How does that feel? How does that feel? <laughs> it feels good. It feels good. Just like you did when you knocked out uh George St. Pierre. Uh, but I like George St. Pierre too. So don't get yes. me wrong. I like George St. Pierre. You guys are legends of the sport. It, it thank you so much. But it does feel like cloud nine, when you when you win in there, it's the best feeling in the world. And when you win in that fashion, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you like to show your skill set, but there's nothing like a nice early night in the office. That was phenomenal. When you landed that shot, obviously you knew he's not getting up. It was the oh yeah. When I landed the shot, you know, when I threw the punch and I landed it, I know I hit very hard. People don't know because I always try to grapple guys and I try to wrestle the guys because, you know, that's my background. That's how where I come from, like jiu-jitsu and wrestling. So when I when when I use my striking, guys kind of underestimate me. But when I touch you, every time I land a clean shot on someone, they go down. And when I landed the shot, I knew I was not getting up because I, I yeah, for this fight, there was something more than just fighting behind me. Yeah, and he did try to yeah, he tried to scramble, but I mean, you just you were all over him, um, and it was a good stoppage. I mean, uh, and it's got to be because you're ready to turn around and fight again. I mean, you could probably fight again uh, without the cut. If you didn't have to cut, you could fight next week. You didn't take any damage at all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would, but I have to wait for May. Uh, they want me to fight in May. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really ready now to fight again. But the UFC wants me to fight again in May. Um, I'm kind of bummed, but it is what it is. I'm also going back to my country to do what I need to do there to sort out my some stuff. So it kind of gives me time. It's okay. I will take what I can get. What are people saying back home at Zimbabwe about um about your 32nd victory? What are they saying back home? They are angry with me. They said we bought data for $30 for you to, <laughs> to go out there and knock the guy out in 30 seconds. That's not cool. <laughs> Yeah, they're like at least bring it into the second round, maybe, maybe, maybe the second. Yeah, because you know it's one a.m. when I'm fighting in Zimbabwe. Yeah, so they said they were angry. So they are they are happy, but most of them are like you know in a sarcastic way, be like, "Hey, Temba, we we bought data for thirty dollars. It's so expensive to buy data, and you went in there and finished the fight in thirty seconds. That's not cool." But you- they are happy. How long now? You obviously you're from Zimbabwe. Like, how do you? When did you leave there? And did you start training there? I left Zimbabwe when I was 16, 17, 17, going to South Africa to work as a gardener, as a painter. I did every job that is out there that is the lowest income job that you would find. Um, when I was in South Africa, you know, and um, I've done everything for me to be here through hard work, you know, like I, w- I would work as a gardener during the day, at night I'll go and, and train MMA, you know, and um, it, it it's actually like when I would work these labor jobs, 
I took it as a training session so that, you know, I get stronger as a person. I get physically stronger. I get um, mentally stronger. And uh, it just propelled me to be where I am today. You know, I believe that also God did a lot of work for me and he's still doing a lot of work for me to be where I am right now. Um, and I'm blessed, I think. Do you ever feel like do you ever feel like you're in a movie? Like you're living your movie with this type of thing? I do feel like I live in the movie. I live, I feel like uh, my life is predetermined already. Uh I feel like um like everything that I say always comes true. So it just kind of like every time I say something with my mouth, it comes true. And like you know, you have this vision and stuff like that that comes to you in your sleep or something like that. And you just kind of know where you are going. Like, it's scary. If I think of something, it happens straight away. If I, if I think of someone, they will probably call me. If I dream of someone, I wake up, I put my phone on. That's the first person that will be messaging me. So it's, it's just like I know where I'm heading. I know God is working. Is Like, I, I know God is, 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 is somewhere within me. And he is showing that... There is perfection in imperfection because I'm not a perfect human being. Uh, I'm a guy that is, is sometimes and too many, very emotional, sometimes rational, and uh, but very hardworking. And I I feel like maybe my heart is a little bit, you know, open to people as well. How did the rock know you had no money? Oh, what happened is that, you know, on the day of the fight uh, with uh, Takashi Sato, I got sick. I had $87 in my bank account. I bought medicine because I was uh, I had flu. And I overbought, I overbought stuff and I was left with $7 in my bank account. And um, I screenshot that money because I wanted to go out there and knock out Takashi and win in spectacular fashion and get a bonus. And I wanted to screenshot and, and show that, guys, I had $7 in the morning. Look at me now. I put extra $50,000. Um, and just inspire the world because I feel like my life is to inspire people and inspire the world. And I won the fight. And then it's going to show the world that, hey, look, I bought the medicine. And look where I am right now. And God has blessed me with this beautiful life. And um, and then this win, you know, you can be down and out in the morning, but if you put your mind to something, you can become anything at night. So that's why I posted that. And then ESPN reposted. Then Dwayne Johnson saw that through one of his bodyguards. He saw that and he showed Dwayne Johnson. And uh, he was touched by my story because I, I also happened to auction my fight kit straight after that fight to go and do the watch hour in my village. So he was like, oh, this guy... He was he's down and out, and he instead of taking the money that he auctioned his stuff and use it for for something good, he I mean for himself, he's going out there and thinking for others. And I want to help this guy. You know, it's a blessing. And he came in and ruined my life. And uh, look what what happened. We are here now. When you yeah. were young, when, when how did you, how did you? What did you start training in? How young were you when you started your training? Oh, I was 19 when I started oh, training wow. MMA. Yeah. I started training MMA when I was 19. I watched the movie Never Back Down, and I wanted to go there and train, and I never backed down. That movie of all the movies, that's the movie? Yeah. Never Back Down. I watched that with Dijimo Honsu, who's a Senegalese guy. So... Yeah, I was inspired by that movie. Then I was like, this is a sport. Fighting is a sport. 
And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not good at playing soccer, so I'm going to go fight. Yeah, in Zimbabwe, that soccer is the big sport, right? When growing up, yeah, like you I was in South Africa then. I was in South Africa. I was in Cape Town. Oh, oh by that point, yeah. that's right. Why did but Why did you leave? Did you just Did you just want something different? You just wanted to move on. Oh, why did I leave Zimbabwe for South Africa? Yeah, for better life. Uh, where I come from, it's nothing. South Africa, I think, had the better opportunities, and all my cousins were going to South Africa to look for jobs. So I had to follow suit and go and um, and try to make a living um, at very young age. And uh, yeah, God, God came through for me. Yeah, yeah. And when you when you start training, how long into it do you realize like, hey, I'm actually really good at this, and I should I want to try doing this, and I think I could make a living doing this. I think I started training in like July or August and I had my first fight three months after I knocked the guy out funny enough with seven seconds. Um, so seven has been my lucky number in my whole life for some reason. Because in high school, I've passed my high school seven subjects and now I'm here with seven subjects, I mean with seven dollar story. And I, the first guy I knocked out in my my MMA, amateur MMA fight, I knocked him out with seven seconds and all that. I was so nervous, I didn't even know. I just went in there, threw a punch, knocked him out. Then I was still like, am I in a fight? I'm like, you know, jumping around. And yeah, so from then I just kept on doing. I had not, uh, like, I didn't have a very great amateur career because I was working also full time as a gardener. And so, you know, uh, when you're working, you're not putting in the right amount of work. Right. And if you want to compete, you're going to lose. So I was kind of like a journeyman at an, as, an, as an amateur. I was a guy that, you know, until I took it serious, I was like, you know what? I need to make adjustments. I need to work as hard as I can because, you know what? I cannot be working as a security guard forever. This will be misery. And I can change my life through this. So I took it seriously, quit the job and... Look at me now. God has come to write. I'm here talking to much Sarah. Ah, fucking... Hey, man, listen. I, I couldn't be more happy for you. I mean, this is one day I believe they'll make a movie of your life and it's still being written. You now in May. I mean, it, it is good to stay busy because you're uninjured. I mean, that's phenomenal. It's nice to come out. I wanted to come back sooner. I wanted to come back sooner, trust me. If I was not flying out to Zimbabwe right now, I wanted to fight in Miami card in March. You're flying out today. I said if I if if uh, no, I'm flying out tomorrow, so uh, okay. but if I was not I was not flying out to Zimbabwe, yeah. I was going to um I was going to be fighting in Miami. Um, I wanted to I wanted to keep on training so that I'm, I'm stay sharp and you know there's a fight there a waterway fight between Gilbert Benz and Jake Della Madalena shoot for the stars if one of them don't show up to the night I show up and take the show. Oh, That's shooting for the stars. Well, Temba, look, I mean, it was such a great victory. Uh, really, really happy for you, and look forward to seeing you fight again a few months from now. Uh, but it's great to know that you're healthy and all you got to do is just have a good camp and I'm sure we'll see you again really soon, but your story is so, uh, interesting and inspirational. It was just such a devastating, uh, performance. So congratulations, man. It was a great, great fight. Thank you, brother. Bless you, man. Thank you so much. And yeah, we'll definitely see you other soon. Okay. Safe travels and have a good trip and we'll see you when you get back. Thank you. Thank you much, Sarah, too, man. Uh, so great to see you, man. Thank you so much. Congrats. 
I am going to become a UFC waterweight champion just like you have been. Ah, shoot. Hey, man, I, I don't doubt you, if that, especially after that performance. All right, congrats, bro. Seriously. All Thanks of that. You. We're happy. Thank you, brother. Have a good Thank one. You. That's great. Jimmy, that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. Very nice guy. I mean, like, interesting story. I like making new friends. Sometimes when young fighters come on, they get excited to see me. Sometimes when comedians come on, they don't give a fuck about me and they get excited to see. Hold on. Put your nose a little bit closer. You. Or when comedian fighters co-host with you. What? That's oh, a- yeah. Jimmy, you're, you're a comedian slash fighter now. I hurt my thumb. What happened, Jimmy? I was telling Rob at uh, Henzo's, Mike was showing me something with Martin. He was just, I was just watching. He was showing me how to swing around and he swung his foot around and I was like leaning and he stepped on my hand because I was too close. And I told Rob that he goes, don't tell anyone else that story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, people, that, that, that's not a story you want to, you don't want to talk about that. My but wife thumb hurts a little stop. bit, but then again, that's from punching somebody repeatedly in the head. By the way, new feature. Um, as we head to a close, I will say this. This is a new feature on, on Unfiltered. You what? know what this is? This is the bell of congratulations for Miss Sarah. Do you Jimmy, like that? No, I, I, I appreciate it where it's coming from because it's coming from the right spot. But, Jimmy, um, we're going to end the show now. I'm just saying I'm super proud. Yeah. You know, I'm beyond proud, and uh, it was just – you know, young Tommy, too. He did phenomenal. Tommy DeGennaro. Beethoven, he's got a hearing problem. He calls himself Beethoven. That's funny. Uh, but he's a great kid. He won. And, uh, you know, me and this Carol Colombo, we, we we cornered 14 fights now, and we're undefeated cornering. It's fucking crazy. It's weird. That alone is weird. I didn't... Now, Jimmy, that could mean you want to end the show. No. Or you want to congrat- You're a son of a bitch. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're mean sometimes. No, Jimmy, I'm not. Gonna end the show. Congratulate your wife for me, please. Tell her I'm, I'm really happy for it. It's awesome. Thank you, Jimmy. I will. Uh, I'm going to see you. In, wait, I'm not seeing you in a couple of days. No, you're not. This Wednesday, I'm going to be out, but I'm back uh, next week. Um, and this is the uh, the bell a bell of safe travels. Can I say this before? Oh, what I'm sure. away. I'm going to be traveling to Florida with the family soon. And when I do, uh, I'll be still doing the show. Ain't that great? I'll just bring it with me. Yes. So I don't even have to mention it, but I'll have a different background. No, I'll know. I'll have a different background. I'll be on like the terrace. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Jimmy. Listen, man, I'll, I'll talk to you by next week. Have fun on your travels. Thanks, man. Yeah, a lot of work. And I did the fighter and the kid today. That comes out tomorrow. Those guys were great. And they, but they, oh. they love you. Uh, Brian and Brendan both said really nice things about you too. Oh, so I like, the, yeah, I like those guys. All right, All right man, Jimmy, Talk you're the you best. Jimmy. Hey, thank you guys right. for working with me on the time today. I appreciate the whole, everyone behind the scenes. Thank you guys very much, Matt. I'll talk oh, to you soon. And Jimmy, really quick, Randy yep. Brown, you could not get a cleaner right hand. It was Good for Randy. Yes, phenomenal. It yes. was a phenomenal fucking jab, jab, right hand. There might be some as clean, but nothing cleaner. That was beautiful for, for yeah, Randy. It was beautiful. And, uh, we'll talk more about the fights next on the next episode. Me and I believe Phoenix. So okay, that's have fun. later, Jimmy. Hey, yeah, buddy. Thanks, guys. 
Bye, everyone. I'm Cindy Lauper. My psoriasis was all over, even on my scalp, which may mean four times the risk for psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix works on both. Cosentix secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis 300 milligram dose and adults with active psoriatic arthritis 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or one 1- 844-COSENTIX. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.